We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing two shows. It'll be a double review tonight. It's been a while since I've uh, done one of those. Uh, But on tonight's episode, if you remember from last week, I said that I will be reviewing season one of Yellow Jackets and season one of Beef. And uh, these are two shows that I just recently started. Uh, I started Yellow Jackets about, I guess, two, maybe three weeks ago. It was sometime towards the end of last month. And then I started Beef uh, this past Sunday, and I binged, sorry, that was my laptop, and I binged it, uh, in a matter of four days. It was really good. Uh, but yeah, I love both shows, and, uh, like to talk about their first seasons. Um, but yeah, before I get into the review, again, just to start off by saying that I will be going into spoilers for both shows, at least for their first seasons, because Yellow Jackets is in its second season, although I haven't started it yet. But uh, yeah, so just be aware of that. If you want to watch those shows and you haven't watched them yet, you know, proceed with caution. Uh, you, or, you know, you might want to pause the episode and come back to it once you've seen those shows. However, if you, and if you've already seen the shows, then of course, please continue. Uh, but if you want to listen to the review and you, and you know, despite not having seen the shows, then by all means, uh, you know, proceed. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, uh, let's start off, sorry, I guess I should mute my laptop, I keep getting these notifications. Anyway, uh, with that being said, (laughs) let's, uh, start with Yellow Jackets. So, I had been, uh, seeing all these different promos, uh, for it on TV, you know, just like, uh, and also like on my, uh, home screen on my TV. Cause I've got a smart TV. I kept seeing, uh, uh, the scroll in caption. I kept seeing, uh, thumbnails for the, uh, show. And I thought it looked interesting because the thumbnail, uh, well, there were a few different versions, but like the main one I kept seeing, uh, was, what looked like a a teenage girl wearing a letterman's jacket, a blue and yellow letterman's jacket out in the freezing cold in the middle of a, in in the middle of the forest with like, uh, antlers, like a a deer skull on her head and like draped in like this white, uh, veil. It almost looked like a veil in a way. And I was like, Hmm, that looks interesting. I wonder what that's about. And, you know, and, and the promos I kept seeing for it, uh, online or well, not online. Well, I did see a few like on YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, but the ones I saw online and on TV, uh, you know, made it, uh, it came across as, uh, and it w- they were promos for season two cause season two premiered, uh, had just premiered, uh, on March 26th of this year. And I'd been seeing the promos for that season and, you know, people saying, Oh yeah, it's a great show, you know, watch it. And, um, and I was like, okay, I think I'll give this a shot. Because it, it, it seemed like it, based on the promos, it seemed like it had like a horror uh, vibe to it. Kind of a horror, thriller, mystery type vibe. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a good mystery show. Like, I love Lost, you know. Which this show reminds me a lot of. Uh, not in a bad way. And it, it doesn't feel derivative or like it's a parody 
or like it's copying Lost, but it just it gave it gives me Lost vibes, especially in the first episode. Uh, mostly because the show involves a plane crash. <laughs> you know, in the big, in the first episode, we see a plane crash. But uh, but yeah, so you know, I bought the first season because it was a it's a Showtime show. But the first season, the show premiered on Showtime on November fourteenth, twenty twenty one, and it ended. It was like ten episodes. It ended the second or first or second week in January of twenty twenty two. So you know, it's been over a year. The first season's been on iTunes probably for a good few months now. So I decided to buy it and watch it. I loved it. Uh, cliffhanger for season one was really great. And, you know, uh, but yeah, I'll get into that, you know, uh, towards the end of my review. But, um, yeah, so you're probably wondering what the show's about if you've never watched it. Uh, well, yep. Uh, premiered. Well, yeah, I said what it premiered and the date and, uh, the network, but it's, uh, it was created by, uh, a couple, Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson. And it uh, basically is about a group of high school girls, teenagers, who are, uh, they are the uh, high school soccer team. They're the Yellow Jackets uh, in New Jersey. And they're going to a nas- uh, Nationals. And they're traveling to Seattle. And, oh, and it's uh, 1996, by the way. And, but they, they're flying over Canada and their plane ends up crashing, and they have to basically survive in the wilderness while they, you know, try to search for help and just try to stay alive. And while they're trying to stay alive, you know, during all this, some of them slowly devolve into cannibalism, uh, or into cannibals, and, and uh, try to, you know, you know, attack other members of their team and, and their, you know, their friends. And, you know, the others that didn't... Uh, become cannibals, you know, are, are barely holding on to their sanity and trying to stay alive. Of course, though, this is the first season, so, you know, we haven't quite gotten to, you know, the the half of them becoming cannibals and the other half, you know, although we do, we do see in this first season them struggling to stay alive, you know, and, uh, but it's not, they're, it's not quite as desperate as it's going to get, because what I think's cool is that we follow them but we also f- cut back to the present day. We cut to 2021. Well, I guess technically 2021 is not the present now. It's it's two years uh, in the past. But, you know, when the show premiered, that was the present year. Uh, but it cuts, you know, every now and then it'll cut back to the uh, girls' lives in 2021. You know, 25 years later with them being like in their 40s. Um, or 30s, 40s, you know. And uh, what's cool is that we don't know part of the mystery and fun of the sh- of this first season is not knowing, trying to figure out who made it out and who didn't. Because we only really follow four of the girls in the present. We follow uh, Shauna, Thaisa, Natalie, and Misty, uh, played wonderfully by Christina Ritchie. Uh, <laughs> I only really know, I mean, I, I know she's been on other, on other stuff, but I only really know her as uh, Wednesday Adams from the 90s, you know, the two 90s Adams Family movies which she was great in, but, uh, yeah, she really does a great job in this show, just playing a psychotic, you know, sociopathic, uh, <laughs> just bizarre, crazy character, uh, she, she does, she does a great job, though, uh, and, and the, the adults do a great job as well, and the teenage cast is really great, too, uh, but, but, yeah, so what's cool is that we flash forward every now and then, you know, we cut back to the past, cut back to the, the present, 
and we find out though that they've been that they were stranded in the uh, wilderness for 19 months. So they were there for a little over a year and a half. And yeah, like, you know, you're trying to figure out of the four, because it's like, we know four of them survived. There's like 15 members of the soccer team. And then the assistant coach and the coach's two sons survived the crash. So it's like, okay, well, who is alive in the present and who, you know, isn't who died in the, in the wilderness, you know? And, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, well, okay, I'll, I'll wait till, till, uh, we, we do find, okay, we do find out that there is one other character that ended up surviving. So it's like, oh, okay, another character, you know, another, um, you know, another wrench thrown into the plot. It's like, okay, like what, what happened with her, you know, but I'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, it's kind of neat, uh, seeing these high school girls just like, thrown into this crazy, you know, predicament, just trying to stay alive. And, uh, it's, it's really cool watching, you know, them in the past and them in the future. And the, the cast, they did a really good job with the casting, uh, because the teen, the, the girls or the actresses who play the girls, uh, you know, and the actresses who play the adults look so similar. Uh, you know, they really did a good job with making sure they look like their characters and uh, I believe it was Christina Ritchie, because uh, she plays uh, Misty. I believe it was her who they, or maybe it was uh, the actress who plays young Misty. But one of them doesn't really look like, uh... or no, 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 no. Okay, it was the it was the actress who plays the uh, teenage Misty. So Samantha Lynn Hanratty, Hanratty, or Sammy Hanratty. Uh, I hope I'm not saying Hanratty. I believe it's that. Yeah, she uh, doesn't. Yeah, I'm looking at her now. She looks nothing like her, uh, <laughs> her uh, Misty, you know, her character at all. So, yeah, they had to make her look like, you know, the character, which is kind of cool. But, I mean, they did a good job making her and the adult version of her uh, look so similar. Um, and I'm looking at Christina Ritchie now. I mean, she doesn't quite look like Misty either. But, yeah, they, I mean, the makeup department, you know, did a good job. Uh, and the casting is spot on for... Not just her, but everyone. Uh, Melanie Linsky uh, and so- Sophie Nelissi. N- N- Again, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm butchering her name, <laughs> her last name. Uh, they play uh, the adult and teenage versions of Shauna. Uh, Tawny Cypress and Jasmine Savoy Brown play the adult and teenage versions of, of Taisa, or Ty, as they often, you know, her nickname, they often call her by. Uh, and also Jasmine Savoy Brown, uh, I'm like, oh, I was surprised to see her in here because, well, I've only seen her in, uh, I've seen her in the latest, the last two Scream movies, Scream 5 and Scream 6. And I was like, oh, I didn't know she was in here. That's cool. And, and, you know, obviously Christina Ritchie, I know from the Wednesday Adams, uh, or as Wednesday from the nineties Adams family movies. And then Melanie Linsky, uh, I know as Rose from Two and a Half Men, which, you know, I haven't watched the entirety of that show, but I've seen episodes here and there where she's been in the episodes, you know, I was like, oh yeah, she's uh, Charlie's crazy ex-girlfriend, <laughs> uh, who's, she's gorgeous by the way. And also, yeah, I, I found out, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I didn't spoil myself, but I found out, you know, comments on Reddit and YouTube and like some articles, uh, you know, talking about how she was like bullied for her appearance. Like people were saying like she was fat and shit. And, 
I was like, man, that's stupid. She's gorgeous. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, I mean, obviously everyone has a different opinion on, on people's beauty, but like, you know, I mean, calling someone fat, you know, it's, that's uncalled for. That's mean. Uh, and I don't think, and I don't even think she's fat at all. I mean, she has a different body type, but I mean, she's not, she's not fat. That doesn't make her ugly. You know, she just shaped differently. That's, you know, she's still, to me, she's still gorgeous. So, uh, which again, beauty is subjective and also beauty is not the only thing that matters, obviously, but you know, I just felt like saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, screw them, screw the assholes who were making fun of her weight. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, the adults, you know, so we only really know, you know, the, the four adults, those four adults and those four teenagers, you know, are in the present and the past. They play the adult and teenage versions of the four of those characters. And, uh, and then also, you know, there's a bunch of characters in the past that we've yet to meet in the present. You know, we get, uh, who else? Well, yeah, there's, there's, um, Mari, uh, uh, Lottie, Van, uh, Ty's, uh, who, who has a relationship with Ty, which is, you know, revealed like a few episodes later. And it's like, oh, you two are together. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, and their relationship is adorable by the way. <laughs> and so is, uh, Trevor. He's the, uh, coach's son, uh, oldest son. Uh, he and Natalie spark up a relationship in this season too. And it's fun to see, and uh, you know, they're, they're adorable too. But it's also kind of sad because, like, in, I believe it was the first episode, we find out that, uh, or was it the second episode? Um, let's see. Let me check. Uh, no, 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 it was the second episode. Yeah, okay, so, they, we end up finding out that, no, wait, sorry, my bad. It was episode three. Okay. So I got the order of the events mixed up. Yeah. So in episode three, we find out that Travis is dead. Someone, you know, murdered Travis and staged it like a suicide. So it's like it, on the one hand, it's like, it's bittersweet. Cause it's like, oh, it's nice seeing Natalie and Travis, their relationship is adorable, you know, and they're interesting characters and they, they play really well off each other and make each other better people. But at the same time, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, it sucks knowing what happens in the present. I mean, not saying it detracts from, you know, them in the past, their characters, but it's just, it's like, oh man, it's like knowing how this ends for the two of them, it kind of sucks. I mean, we don't know how long they hadn't spoken to each other or, you know, but we know that Travis dies in the present. So it's like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's just really, I mean, the, the whole first season's great and there's, you know, a great mystery with like who's sending because someone's blackmailing them, uh, the four, you know, Shauna, Ty, uh, Natalie, and Misty. And, you know, they, there's a whole, you know, plot line throughout the season of them trying to figure out who has been, who's trying to blackmail them and who's been sending them these postcards from, I think it was from Seattle. And it's, it, you know, it's addressed to the Yellow Jackets. And it's got this weird symbol uh, drawn on the back of it, which also appears... Uh, Misty finds this out when she, when they're looking at the crime scene photos of Travis's death, uh, she draws the symbol, like the symbol is like marked very cleverly hidden, you know, uh, marked in the pictures, but she ends up drawing the symbol when she puts the pictures together and it's like, oh shit. So whoever, you know, sent us these postcards also killed Travis, Natalie. And, uh, it was cool seeing them work together, which I love their, I love their dynamic by the way, cause in like the first episode 
or it was the second episode. It maybe it was the second episode, but or like pretty much, we in the first episode we see Natalie following Misty from her because she works as a, a a nurse at like an she's a geriatric nurse, and we see um she she's a uh, getting a shotgun from her storage unit and she's talking with this guy who owns the storage unit and she's like oh yeah I'm just planning to reconnect with some old friends and we just see her get the shotgun and leave and she pulls the gun on her in the next episode (laughs) but they end up working together to find out you know what happened with Travis and then when they find that out they work together with you know eventually they bring Ty and Shauna into the their shenanigans (laughs) you know the the their mystery uh and you know they, they all four try to find out you know, what the deal is, who, who's blackmailing them. And, um, yeah, but it's just really cool. Cause like Natalie obviously hates Misty and, you know, we're not really quite sure what went down between them, but you kind of get a sense of it based on Misty's behavior in, in, uh, in the past, like what we see of her and we, and we, and you kind of slowly start to get it, but it seems like there was something specifically that happened between the two of them in the past that makes you, think like oh okay so they I, they must have gotten to like some huge argument or some huge betrayal happened between the two of them like she misty betrayed natalie and that's you know why she uh hates her so much because you know she was ready to kill her until they talked things out <laughs> but yeah it's um it was really cool because like misty what's funny is that natalie's so jaded and like cynical and combined with you know misty's clearly still little insane in the membrane but she's really upbeat and happy so like just the two that the pairing of them was fantastic like i loved that the screen time they got <laughs> it was great to see and um and ty's cool like she like uh in the present you know she's running for uh i believe it was a uh, senator state senator uh for new jersey and um what was it state senator let's see uh, yes, yeah, state senator, and she's married, and she's got a kid, and, uh, she's not married to, to Van, she's married to, uh, Simone, um, uh, someone else, you know, a new woman, so it's like, okay, well, who, what happened with you and Van? So, see, that's what, and again, that's, that's the beauty of, uh, having the, the, the past, seeing the past and the present, it's like, what went down between all of you guys? Like, obviously, we know, you know, you survived in the wilderness for 19 months, and there's some cannibals, you know, there was some cannibalistic shit that went down. It's like, how many of you were eaten? Were, you know, how many of you just died from, like, starvation and then were eaten? You know, like, uh, and and what's and what's cool and also sad is that we get to see a couple of the characters. Well, because, like, uh, the pilots and, like, two of the girls don't even make it out of the plane before they die. That, like, when, the, when we see the plane crash at the end of episode one, then we cut to episode two, we just see the, uh, like, the pilot's you know, their necks got stabbed, or or not stabbed, their necks, like, broke, you know, uh, and then one girl just, like, is screaming, like, caught on fire, and then another girl was in her seat and, like, got stabbed by some rebar or something, like, stabbed through the neck, (laughs) and it's like, oh, shit, um, so, you know, and, but the ones we get to meet, there, there are two characters we get to meet and grow fond of that end up dying towards the, the end of the season, and it's like, oh, man, that sucks, but, uh, but yeah, we know like right off the bat that some of them are going to get eaten and some of them are going to become cannibals. Some are, some are going to eat and some are going to be eaten because the first scene, and this is what hooked me too. The first scene, 
uh, is, uh, it's in the snowy Canadian wilderness. Uh, I believe Ontario is where it's technically, you know, to be more specific is where they're supposed to be. But yeah, they're in the snowy Canadian wilderness. We see uh, a girl, we don't really get to see her face, but we see a girl frantically running through the snow barefoot in like this, uh, this silk white robe or not robe, but a silk white, like a uh, nightdress or nightgown. And then she falls through like, it looks like ice, but it's like a, it's like a, a trap. Like they, like someone set up a net and some, and covered it with like leaves and shit to where it looked like, you know, like the ground and she falls through it. And then we cut to the, uh, inside of the, the hole and there's like spikes and shit underneath. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, someone, you know, they like carved, uh, limbs into like really sharp spears and she got, st- she gets stabbed through like the stomach and the neck and the arms. And then we just see someone wearing antlers, kind of like the thumbnail, like the, the, uh, that I saw, you know, it's like someone was wearing antlers and had a Letterman jacket on and just walks up to the pit and they don't say anything. We just see them looking at the girl and, but the fact that it was also kind of dark, like the sun was either setting or going up or setting or, uh, or rising, you know, it wasn't full daylight, and the fact that we didn't see her face makes it even more mysterious, it's like, who was that that died, you know, and, uh, and then throughout the episode, we get to see them cooking the girl, like, we get, you know, we cut to, and we don't know when exactly this is, it's not, because it's not right when they crash, or, you know, it's, because, uh, well, the first episode, we don't see the crash until the end of the episode, you know, we get to, uh, see the girls back at, in New Jersey, you know, living their lives, partying, enjoying their victory as, you know, the Yellow Jacket soccer team, you know, like they're, they're, they're hot shit at their school. Like no one gives a shit about the football team. They just care about the soccer team, which I, which I liked. I thought that was funny. And yeah, it was neat to, to see that. And then the, the last shot we see is like Shauna, uh, the episode is Shauna looking outside as the plane. And, and I thought that was a cool shot. Like she looks out the plane, she wakes up from her nap, uh, you know, the alarm's going off, everyone's panicking, she looks out the window, and we just, the last shot we see is, like, uh, the trees, uh, coming down, like, you know, we see the sky, and then the plane's, like, going vertically, and we see the trees, then we cut back to Shauna with the, she puts the air mask on, she's, like, freaking out, and just cuts to black, and I love the, that was a great final shot, but yeah, and so, you know, and then we find out at the end of the first episode that Misty was part of the cult, so it's like, okay, she's not the leader, because she wasn't the one wearing the antlers, but we know that there's a good handful of you, and maybe some more people, like, maybe there are other cult members out in the woods stalking them, because throughout the season, the symbol that was on the postcards that, you know, were sent to the adult versions of the girls, you know, we see that carved out in the trees, in, like, random, on random trees, like, as they're, like, walking by, you know, walking through the woods, trying to look for food and get water, and it's like, okay, who drew that, because none of you have, you know, uh, devolved to being cannibals yet, so, like, are there other members of this cannibalistic cult out in the woods that are trying to induct you guys into the cult, or, or what's going on, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it's, and it's neat to see, and also, you know, like, we find out that, uh, Shauna and her best friend Jackie, you know, there's some tension going on with Shauna, you know, we find out that she, in the first episode, has been secretly sleeping with, uh, Jackie's boyfriend, Jeff, and not only that, but a few episodes later, we find out that Sean is pregnant with Jeff's baby, 
and you know it's like okay at some point you got to tell Jackie what's going on and um and yeah and and then there and on top of that uh Lottie uh keeps seeing these weird she's having these weird visions almost like premonitions of like bad things to come and uh so she you know seeks help from the like this the really religious girl of the group the really Christian religious girl of the group uh Laura Lee and you know she gets baptized and then she has a vision of like fire uh like she, she, you know, she's looking up at her in, from the water or she's in the water looking up at Laura and like, she sees a vision of like fire surrounding her. And it's like, Ooh, what does that mean? And pretty much all the vision visions she ends up having are of bad things. Uh, because you know, almost all of her premonitions, uh, come true. And that that's really interesting to see. And then they, they find a cabin with a dead guy in it and they have a seance and he like possesses her and so, like, there's some supernatural shit going on, too, which is cool, and, um, or it could just, well, I feel like it is supernatural, but it could also kind of be them maybe just going mad, you know, but I, I like to think it's probably a little bit of both, and, uh, that's cool to see, but yeah, so on top of, like, you know, figuring out, you know, how this is all gonna shake down, who's gonna save them in the past, you know, how are they going to get rescued? How many of them are going to die, whether by being eaten or some other horrible way? Uh, you know, like, you know, you're also invested in the girls in the present, you know, the ones we know have survived because we follow them, you know, uh, Shauna in the present, she has an affair on, on Jeff, uh, with this guy she gets into a little fender bender with, which, uh, I won't tell you exactly how that plays out, but that, that, that's a real, it's a real crazy ending to, to that plot line. And it kind of makes you think like, Shauna might not be the best person, but then again, they're all kind of still dealing. They, they all clearly still have PTSD and trauma from, from the, you know, this horrible tragic event that they had to, you know, endure for a year and a half. I mean, cause that, that's a long ass time to be stranded in the woods with the same group of people. <laughs> you know, it's obviously some of them are going to go nuts. And, uh, so yeah, it's, that's cool to see. And then, you know, we see Ty and, and, uh, her wife and son, you know, uh, dealing with like Simone keeps, or not Simone, uh, uh, her, uh, Ty and her son, uh, what's her son's name? Uh, Sammy. Yeah. He keeps having these weird visions and then, uh, and then it's like, oh, is she, is he having visions of Ty? Because, we find out Ty has been having weird visions too, and still is obviously suffering from PTSD. Uh, and then obviously Natalie and Misty are working together to figure out who's been sending them the postcards. And then, you know, about halfway through the season, or maybe, I guess it's about the halfway point, they, they enlist Shauna and uh, Ty's help. And then they come together and, you know, try to figure out what's, what the hell's going on. Uh, but yeah, you know, so... Oh, and the soundtrack's really good too. Like, I really like the soundtrack, and I love the intro too. I love because it's a. Uh, I lo- I forgot what the name of the song is. Um, what's the theme song? Uh, no return by Craig, Wed Wedren and Anna, or Anna, Waronker Waronker. <laughs> Again, probably a name I'm butchering, but uh, yeah, that I I love the sound of it. I love kind of the creepy like VHS, you know, tape recorder quality of the, cause it looks like, cause we see a uh, footage of like the girls that we don't really see in the, cause you know, we only spend one episode with them back in New Jersey, 
but uh, we see like it, it's almost like someone's recording them in the past. Like you know, it's like oh yeah, you know, we're getting ready for the big game, or we're just hanging out, you know, getting drunk, throwing up, going to parties, you know, uh, or you know, going to you know after the big game, you know, we're all going to go out to eat. And, uh, you know, so it's like someone from the team is like recording them, you know, and it's like this, uh, cause it's obviously it's 96. So obviously it's like a, a handheld camera. So like, it's like a VHS quality type of, you know, filter over the intro. And then, off, uh, and in between that, we, we see the adults, the adult versions of, of the kids we, you know, know have survived. So we see, you know, Shauna and Ty, then we see the, the cult leader, which I think I, I saw some people online refer to her or him or maybe her I don't know but refer to them as the antler queen okay I guess it is a her because antler queen but yeah so we see images of that and then we see like a crow and then images of the snowy forest that they were in and you know it it just it's really cool and the song's very cool and creepy and mysterious sounding and uh, it's like a minute and a half but I I didn't skip it once because I just I loved all the visuals and I loved how the song sounded you know, I mean, there's rarely any show that I skip the intro to. Like, even if it's a show I've watched, you know, a couple times over, maybe, you know. Um, and, you know, no matter wh- how many episodes I've seen of the show, or no, how many, no matter how many times I may have rewatched the show, uh, yeah, I never skip the intros. I mean, if they're good intros, you know. And, that, and that's definitely a really good intro for the show. But, yeah, uh, you know, the season... I mean, yeah, needless to say, a lot happens in the, in the season. Uh, they end up covering up a murder, uh, the, the group, uh, and you know, that's, that's insane. And, uh, Jeff gets in, wrapped up into this because, you know, J- uh, Shauna tells him, okay, you know what? I'll just go ahead and say, uh, she ends up killing, uh, Adam, the guy she was having an affair on Jeff with. And she, she finds out that Jeff wasn't having an affair with anyone. He was just texting, someone that worked at the company that he works at, uh, who just happened to be a woman. So she, <laughs> so she started the whole cheating thing, but, uh, she ends up murdering him because, uh, you know, she thought that he was the one blackmailing them, but then we find out, oh, it was Jeff blackmailing them because he needed money to pay off these loan sharks whose money he used to help with his company. And then, so, you know, they have to, uh, cover up his body and, Thankfully, fortunately, fortunately for them, Misty uh, just happens to be very skilled in uh, <laughs> body disposal, and so like she and and she just remains so happy and chipper while they're like getting rid of his body, and it's like it's kind of creepy and disturbing, but at the same time, it's just hilarious. And the show the show has some good jokes thrown in. I mean, it's not really a comedy, but there are some great funny moments with, uh, especially with Misty, uh, but, you know, but, but between all the characters and, uh, the soundtrack's great, you know, a lot of good nineties music. Uh, and, but yeah, it was interesting to see, uh, it was interesting to see, you know, the de-evolution of the team, you know, like starting to see them go from, oh yeah, everything's fine to, you know, uh, we're, someone's going to help us to no one's going to help us. We have to survive on our own to, it's every girl for herself or every guy for himself. Cause you know, there's three guys with them. The coach's two sons, Trevor and Javi, and then the assistant coach, uh, Ben, who Misty keeps trying to jump his bone, uh, <laughs> to which he keeps repeatedly telling her to, to get the hell away. And, uh, and he has an interesting 
not relationship like romantic relationship, but he has an interesting like platonic relationship with a nice friendship with uh, Natalie. They bond over uh, their respective uh, crushes and respective partners. And it's interesting what Ben goes through. I won't go into detail, but like what he goes through is pretty interesting. And, uh, and yeah, and then the season ends on a good cliffhanger. We find out, you know, they, the girls go to their 25th high school reunion and, uh, a member of the team that didn't end up going on the flight with them because her leg got broken by, uh, by, um, one of the members of the team, uh, by, by Ty. Ty ended up, she was being a little too aggressive when they were practicing and she accidentally broke Allie's leg. And then we see her in, uh, finally in the season finale and she's like, oh yeah, all the trauma that us Yellow Jackets went through, it was crazy, and we just see the four of them, we see Shauna, Ty, Nat, Natalie, and Misty sitting at their table looking at each other, like, and then looking back at her, like, bitch, you you didn't even go with us, you <laughs> you were home with a broken leg, what are you talking about? Uh, but, like, she's, like, you know, they're they're celebrating the fact that, oh yeah, the remaining Yellow Jackets are here with us tonight, you know, it's nice of them to show up, and they have a slideshow and shit, and it's just funny to see her, like, pretending to be a part of this traumatic experience that the girls all went through. Uh, but yeah, so that was cool. You know, uh, J- Shauna and Jeff's son, uh, I mean, not son, their daughter, Callie finds out, oh, uh, they might have murdered Adam. What the hell, you know? And <laughs> like that, you know, it's like, that's crazy that you know, she has to deal with that. Uh, Simone finds out that Ty has this weird little hidden compartment in the basement where she's got like the severed head of their dog and like, uh, their son, Simon or Sammy, I almost said Simon. Their son Sammy's a doll, and obviously she's like, okay, well my wife's crazy. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, pardon my French, but <laughs> yeah, it's like that was a crazy moment. And and then Natalie, depressed, you know, you know, and th- and coming to a dead end, realizing that Travis's death might have been. Oh, and Misty also kills a reporter that she had been holding hostage, who she thought was blackmailing them. Um, and then Natalie's about to kill herself in her apartment, but she gets kidnapped by these, uh, by these masked people. And she ends up finding out, well, she doesn't find out, but we do. Uh, she gets a message left on her uh, phone or on her answering machine. And we find out that Travis was murdered by Lottie. Uh, not Lonnie. Yeah. Lottie. Yeah. And, uh, her, his bank accounts were emptied and it's like, oh shit. So Lottie's alive in the present. Okay. And then w- the last scene we see is Lottie Van and Misty, who Van was starting to believe in all this supernatural stuff. Misty was, we already established, didn't really want the group to to go home because she broke the transponder and was a little crazy. So her, you know, obviously she's a part of it. And then Lottie, because she was having these visions of bad things happening. She ended, and she also ended up stabbing a bear in the head, uh, <laughs> who calmly, you know, approached her, by the way, which was, you know, very odd. But uh, we see them offering the bear's heart as a sacrifice in the middle of the woods and it's like snowing, and it's like, okay, so is Lottie the Antler Queen? Because we knew Misty was going to join the cult because of the, you know, the reveal at the end of episode one, but it's like, is she going to join? So that was very interesting, uh, and I'm like, okay, Lottie's alive, so that's cool, and, um, oh, and also the two girls that end up dying, Laura Lee, they find an abandoned plane, uh, in the woods, and they clear a path for her to fly it, because she's like, oh, I used to fly with my grandfather, when I was little, I think I got this. And the premonition that Lottie had of Laura being surrounded by flames comes to comes to pass because, uh, like, they're cheering her on. She's made it out a little bit over. She's over the lake, 
and they're standing at the edge of the lake cheering her on, but the plane combusts and she just blows up. And it's like, oh, damn, like, I really liked Laura, you know, like she was so nice and sweet. She didn't deserve to go out like that. And then Jackie, her and Shauna have a fight because Shauna reveals to or uh, Jackie reveals to Shauna that she read her journal and found out that her and Jeff were screwing behind her back. And, you know, the team is pissed at Jackie because she was trying to be the team captain and keep everyone in order, but everything hasn't been going how they wanted it to. And she, they felt like she hasn't really been contributing as much as she should. And so, you know, resentment from, you know, events that occurred throughout this whole season. So she goes to sleep outside. They wake up in the morning. They realize, oh, shit, it frosted over. And then we see Jackie just sitting on outside in the cold, you know, got hypothermia. She froze to death. And it's really sad because, like, Shauna, like, the last thing they both said to each other they just both got into this heated argument and they did neither of them got to apologize to each other. And so it's like, man, Shauna not only has to live with that, but also has to live with having Jeff's baby and they still got married in the present. And we don't know what happened to the baby too. Cause she, you know, by the end of season one, it's only been like maybe a month since, or two months, maybe since she, uh, renounced that, or, you know, since we found out that she was pregnant. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen there? And, uh, but yeah, so, excuse me. So yeah, we find out a lot and I was very eager to find out what happens next season. Uh, so I, I watched the trailer for season two and I found out, Oh shit. Van's alive too. Awesome. Uh, she's alive in the present. So, you know, now six of the girls are confirmed to be alive in the present. What the hell happens with everyone else? You know, what happens with Javi and coach Ben? Cause we know what happens with Travis. Uh, we know what happens with Laura Lee and Jackie what happens with everyone else, you know, so I'm looking forward to season two, I may, because, you know, it's, it hasn't finished airing yet, it, the finale airs on the 28th of May, so I may wait until then, and I may buckle down and, like, get the free, free trial for Showtime, and just binge the show in, like, a week, uh, you know, binge, or binge season two in a week, because, you know, I, I really don't want to have to wait a whole year to get to buy it on iTunes. I am going to buy season two. I mean, if it's good, which it should be, because I, I thought season one was great. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably buckle down and get the free trial and binge season two once, you know, sometime after the season two finale airs. Um, so I don't know what happens season two. I just know what the trailer showed, which it didn't really spoil anything other than the fact that Lottie seems to still be running a cult in the present. And Van seems to still be with her, but she seems to maybe have mellowed out. But I'm I'm glad that Van, we found out Van survived, uh, because it's like, oh shit, are her and Ty going to get back together? Because obviously Simone left her crazy ass, or she's like, my wife's crazy, I got to get the hell out of here. So are Ty, because, you know, they're bonded by kind of trauma, shared trauma, so, you know, and plus they were a cute couple in the past, so are they going to get back together? I don't know, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the the creator's... I mean, they were only in the writing writer's room for one ep- day before the writer's strike happened, which, by the way, I may talk about that this Friday or maybe next Friday. Uh, I mean, not this Friday. I may talk about it either next Friday or the Friday after next, but I, I may do another casual entertainment discussion episode where I talk about the writer's strike and, you know, my thoughts on it and what that might mean going forward, you know, for the next few months, which, uh, you know... Well, it's interesting, to say the least, what I've heard about it and read about it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the the creators, you know, the, the 
couple, you know, Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson said that they envisioned a five season story for the show. So, you know, obviously we're nowhere near done. We're just, we're just beginning this, this uh, crazy show. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they go, uh, where they go with this going forward. Uh, I'm invested and I hope, you know, by the end of this, more have survived than not, but I get the sense that, you know, we're in for a a bloodbath (laughs) with the girls this upcoming season and, you know, further future seasons down the road. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's good that they planned it out. Cause like, you know, five seasons, you know, Breaking Bad was five seasons, Lost was six, or Better Call Saul was six too, and then Lost was six. You know, so five, six seasons, I think that's a good ending point. Sometimes even four, three or four is a good ending point, depending on what, you know, you have envisioned for the story. But, but yeah, hopefully, you know, it ends on a good note whenever we get to the ending, and I'm looking forward to season two. So, uh, oh yeah, also... A little bit of Lord of the Flies mixed with Lost in there because of the whole them being trapped and the cannibal aspect, you know, in the woods. Uh, And Lost with the flash forwards, you know, where we flash forward to, you know, uh, months or years in the present and then cut back to, or the future, and then cut back to the past or the present, you know. Uh, So yeah, looking forward to season two. And that does it for my review of Yellow Jackets. And now let's talk, or season one of Yellow Jackets. And now let's talk about season one of Beef. All right, now that I've got some water for my throat, my throat is getting a little sore from <laughs> talking. Uh, now let's move on to uh, season one of Beef. So Beef is a Netflix original series that uh, premiered on April, uh, I want to say April 6th. Yeah, April 6th of this year. And I had, you know, heard some good things about the show, uh, especially from this podcast, uh, Double Toasted, that I listened to, which uh, I believe I've uh, mentioned them on the podcast before, but they're great. Uh, side tangent, side note, by the way, they're great. Uh, if you haven't listened to them, they're hilarious, topical, they do a bunch of reviews on movies and shows and talking about the entertainment industry. Um, a more professional, probably, version of what I do, in a way, <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, they're great. If you haven't listened to them, go check them out. But I've been, yeah, I've been hearing good things about the show, especially from them and, uh, other people saying, oh yeah, it's really good. Uh, Steven Yeun does a great job who, uh, you know, him and Ali Wong are the main characters in this show and they play, uh, Danny Cho and Amy Lau. And they're basically, uh, you know, they're two people who get into a road rage incident and, it just escalates from there. Like it was just a simple, you know, they were, uh, Danny was backing out of the parking lot. Uh, Amy was, you know, leaving at the same time. She honks at him, you know, drives off or drives a few feet in a way and then stops, flips him off. And that causes Danny's just like, okay, screw this and just follows her. And they just, you know, go on a little chase around town. Uh, (laughs) and it just, you know, you'd think, okay, any normal person, would probably, you know, let this go, but they're not normal people, uh, or at least they're not the most reasonable people. You know, we find out over the course of this season uh, that they're not the most, not that they're like mentally insane, but they're not the most stable people. Like they both clearly, you know, have anger issues and they're both, you know, probably have depression, you know, and they're sad and uh, some aspects of their life, you know, because their lives haven't quite turned out the way they may have wanted them to. So, you know, 
they've just got a lot of pent up rage and uh, <laughs> in their systems, and it, you know it comes out you know throughout this season because you know you'd think at, at some point, and and they do they they uh, there are plenty of opportunities for them to to squash this at, 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 you know, plenty of opportunities present themselves for them to just go, you know what, you know, this was my fault or, uh, you know, or like for either both of them to accept that they both had a little bit of blame to do, you know, with the road range incident or for them to just say, you know what, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. Let's just, I was being stupid uh, and then, you know, for Amy to say, yeah, I was being stupid too. And then them just to move on, but no, they, they keep escalating it because they're both kind of petty assholes. Uh, <laughs> but the great thing though, about the show is that they, you know, delve into their pasts, uh, and, and their li- per- current lives or the present lives. And, you know, we get to see enough about them to where you're like, okay, you guys are kind of petty assholes with anger issues, but at the same time, you know, you're just likable enough and just sympathetic enough to where I'm still rooting for the best of you too, you know, and I'm still rooting for you to somehow work through this. Of course, though, if they worked through this, then there would be no first season because everything, I mean, obviously there are other plots going on and other things outside of just their escalating feud, but, you know, almost every, every time they interact with each other, they always have to one up each other or they always have to, you know, they take one step up that escalator and keep the feud, you know, uh, escalating. And it's just uh, fan- uh, fascinating to see because, you know, it's just like, would you two just move on from this shit, you know? <laughs> and the people around them, you know, their friends and family, you know, often are trying to be the voice of reasons, trying to tell them, you know, you could just let this go if you wanted to. I mean, get back to your life uh, or get back to your life, uh, you know, just a thought. But no, they they keep it going, and it's very, it's very engaging. It's uh, like every episode ends on a really good cliffhanger, really good note, uh, and you you know you wonder, okay, ooh, how is it gonna go? How how are they gonna go even further with this? You know, like what else could possibly happen? And just the links that the two of them go to to keep it going and and keep the feud from keep the feud escalating is insane. And, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, we, you know, we've learned more about the two of them. We learned a lot about them in the first episode, but throughout the course of the season, we find out more about them and their pasts and, uh, why they are the way they are now. And it, you know, it was very cool. I, I liked the flashback sequences, I think it was in episode eight, I want to say, but, uh, it's really cool. Cause in the episode that we do see the flashbacks in, which I believe it was episode eight, uh, yes, it is. In episode eight, we get these flashbacks uh, of both Danny and Amy at different points in their lives. But what's cool is that with Amy, we start with a flashback of her in like her, uh, I want to say, 20s. And we go all the way to her as a baby. And then when we go to Danny's flashbacks, they flash forward. We get to see Danny as a baby all the way until like a few years before you know, the road rage incident. And it's like, oh, that's a cool way of doing that. You know, like the, <laughs> the meet, like flashback all the way to Amy's a baby, Danny's a baby. And then we flash forward with him. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. How they, how they did that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are other characters in the show, they're friends and family. Uh, you know, with Danny, we get to see 
uh, you know, he's got a brother, younger brother named Paul, who, you know, at first, you know, the first impressions you get from him is like, oh, he's just a lazy slacker who loves to play video games and, you know, uh, keep, uh, holds these thinly veiled promises of becoming a crypto millionaire. And, he, you know, he's going to, you know, we're going to have be rich, bro. We, we just, you know, I'll, I'll get us a lot of money. We won't have to do this construction work that you do, uh, which that's another great running joke is uh, Danny's uh, not constant renaming of his company, but he he has all these different names that he keeps pitching to Paul and keeps pitching to himself. Uh, and he's like, hey, what do you think? You know, like one like the name we start off with is at Cho Service because Danny's last name is Cho. And uh, and then Cho Bros, he pitches that to Paul once he starts to, you know, when he asks him, does he want to join, you know, create a new construction company from the ground up with him? He's like, what about Cho Bros? And Paul's like, I like that. Uh, oh wait, no, actually it was Paul that came up with the name. Yeah, my bad. But yeah, and Danny's like, yeah, that's a good one. And, it, it, you know, we see them, uh, we see Danny and Paul's cousin Isaac, who, again, starts off uh, very differently than how he ends off. You know, we at first we're like, okay, so he was a counterfeiting baby formula and running illegal goods through the motel that it used to belong to Danny and Paul's parents. But they ended up, uh, you know, because of that, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Isaac got arrested and their parents had to sell the, the motel. But Danny and, and Paul still live there. So it's like, we, we, you know, we learned this in the first episode. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. And we, we, you, you kind of get the sense that Isaac's this kind of doofus party bro, kind of a, kind of a douchebag in a way. <laughs> but uh, we find out, and you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, he's just a dumbass that was like selling illegal goods. He's like, he blames, he's like, oh yeah, I, I was the middleman in that situation. But then over the course of the season, we, f- we see him, we see his true colors. He's like, oh no, you're just psychotic. You're just a psychotic, you know, almost murderous asshole in a way. <laughs> uh, but, but even then he still has some funny lines and some, you know, great acting from, from his character, uh, or from his actor who plays him by the way. Uh, let me look. Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. Uh... Where is Isaac? I'm looking for him in the uh, cast. I don't see him. Huh. Oh, wait, here he is. David Cho. Okay, yeah, he, he plays Isaac. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and... Oh, and uh, and, and then, uh, obviously, you know, we get to see Danny and... Um, uh, Danny and Paul's parents later. But we also get to see, you know, uh, Amy's family... You know, she's married to this uh, Japanese, uh, she's Korean, she's married to this Japanese guy, George, who kind of, uh, he's a stay-at-home husband, and he's a sculptor, and he kind of, uh, he lives in the shadow of his uh, father, who used to be an artist, and he kind of inherited, you know, a bunch of chairs that, you know, his dad left behind that, you know, are like artistic, you know, sculptures in a way, you know, like these magnificent chairs, and there's a funny scene where they're like at this gallery showing off the the different chairs, and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's some funny jokes with that, like Amy and George get into this argument and Amy, you know, is frustrated, sits down and we just out of the corner of the screen or not the corner of the screen, but out of the side of the screen, you know, from the side of the screen, we see one of the uh, curators walk up and just like just quickly walks up and says, excuse me, ma'am, no sitting on the exhibits. <laughs> and there's just a funny, well-timed scene. And then George, when he leaves, he kicks one of the chairs like, but just like a, you know, 
baby kicks it in a way, like, and just barely, barely kicks it. And then we just see, like, two curators run up and, like, uh, meticulously move the chair back into place. And uh, it's just, it's great. Like, there's, you know, a lot of great comedic moments. But it's a dark comedy, you know. There's a lot of, there's there's um, some drama in the show, but there's also a good mixture of comedy as well. And I think it's balanced pretty well, too. And what's cool about the show is that it's kind of neat that it's an all-Asian cast, an all-Asian cast, but they don't really, I mean, they mentioned it, but it's not like every sentence, you know, and every, everything they say relates to them being Asian. You know, it, it comes up in conversation, obviously, but it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. And obviously there are other people of other races <laughs> in the show, but uh, it's kind of neat. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. And the the guy who created the show, Lee Sun Jin, is uh, obviously of Asian descent, so, you know, kind of neat. He created the show and added a Asian cast to it. But yeah, uh, they they do a great job. Uh, oh, uh, George Joseph Lee plays Amy's husband. George, he's great. Uh, Young Mazino, Ma- Mazino, Young Maz. It's either Young Mazino or Young Mazino, but he plays uh, Danny's brother Paul. He does a good job. Uh, Patty Yasu Yasutaki plays uh, Fumi, who is George's mother, Amy's mother-in-law. And and then obviously the recurring cast uh, uh, does a great job. Uh, Maria Bello is Jordan, who's, uh, heads, who's, you know, kind of, um, Amy's boss, or kind of like, she's trying to get into her company, you know, make a deal with her company, which is a home improvement store, and, uh, Naomi is, um, her, Jordan's sister-in-law, and, uh, played by Ashley Park, she's great, and, and, and the rest of the cast is great, too, and obviously the, the main, the two main leads, uh, Steven Yeun, as Danny, he does a great job, and it's is very different from his character on The Walking Dead, because, you know, a lot of people know him, and probably still see him as Glenn from The Walking Dead, because that, I think that was his first big role, and, you know, it's a great role, you know, and obviously, with a lot of actors, uh, they get typecast as a certain character, and for a lot of people, it's hard to see them besides, I mean, you know, uh, other than, as anything other than that character, you know, and but I think Steven Yeun did a great job here uh, because his character of Danny is is very different from his character of Glenn in The Walking Dead. Where as Glenn was you know pretty hopeful and positive and a chill dude, Danny is the the exact opposite of of chill. <laughs> I mean there are moments where he's kind of chill, but for the most part he is stressed and you know resentful and and angry. You know and 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 a lot of it has to do with this petty feud of his with Amy. And, uh, and, and also, well, he also played, uh, he's also Mark Invincible and, uh, in the animated show Invincible and, you know, it does pretty great voice work. I mean, he's a good voice actor too, which, you know, season two of that premieres later this year. And you bet your ass, I'm looking forward to that because since the break, I mean, you know, since season one ended, I've, I've read the entire, the entirety of the comics and I'm very much looking forward now that I have the knowledge of the comics, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens in season two. Uh, and I'm definitely going to review season two of that when it finishes later this year. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, side note, <laughs> uh, he does a great job and Ellie, Ali Wong does a great job too. And I'm sure she's been in some other stuff that, you know, I mean, cause I know who she is, but I really mostly know her from her stand up, her, uh, you know, Netflix stand up specials and what I've seen of them, they're funny. Like she, you know, has great comedic timing and she's, you know, funny, you know, she's, uh, 
good, you know, good timing with her jokes and all that. And also, I think she's very hot. Uh, <laughs> but that's just me. It's funny because like there's a there's a a line where well her uh, you know long story short, but her and Paul end up uh, in a relationship in a brief relationship, and uh, Paul says uh, basically um, I'm getting my characters mixed up. I almost called her Naomi. Basically, Amy says that uh, she says that oh so cause she was catfishing uh, Paul you know, to kind of get back at Danny, you know, kind of, and, but she ends up dating Paul for a little bit and get into a relationship with him. And before, you know, when, uh, Paul finds out about this, uh, cause she pretended she was this woman named Kayla. She's like, Oh, you probably don't think I'm as hot as Kayla or I'm, I'm nowhere near as hot as Kayla. Am I? And then Paul's like, no, you're hot. And then he goes in for a kiss. And, and I was like, yeah, Paul, you're hell. Yeah. Paul, she is. You're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's beautiful. And, um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, you're right there. And, um, yeah, so that was cool. And, but yeah, the, the season, it's like just when you think, so yeah, they both do a great job. Uh, but yeah, so it's just like, just when you think they can't possibly escalate the, uh, you know, their feud anymore, it just goes further. And it's like, wh- at what point are you two going to stop, you know? And unfortunately for them, uh, <laughs> it escalates to the point where in the penultimate episode, like they go through property damage, uh, you know, defacement of, of their vehicles. At one point, Danny is almost about to burn her car before he notices that their, uh, her and George's daughter, June is in the car. He's like, Oh shit, what am I doing? So, you know, at least he stops before he, you know, at least he's like, okay, I'm not going to burn the car with her kid in it. That's insane. But, you know, it's funny, he stopped himself from accidentally murdering someone, but their feud and the decisions they've made and, you know, the, the what led them down this path, because there's a time skip and uh, I want to say it was episode seven. We cut to like eight months later. Yeah, yeah. Episode seven, I am a cage. You know, we get an eight month time skip and things are going well for Danny and Amy. But of course, you know, they, they, they're, they continue their feud. You know, something happens that gets their feud back, you know, well, they get their feud back and up and running. And, uh, and then, you know, episode nine, like two people end up get, I won't say who, but two people end up getting murdered in like this burglary gone wrong. And it's just a very intense episode. And I mean, the whole show's you know, intense and tense, but, uh, two people end up getting murdered. Like, it's like their feud went so far as to the fact that, you know, now their friends and family are disowning them. And on top of that, two people were brutally murdered because of their actions. And obviously, you know, one of the care, you know, the care other characters actions as well, but none of the other characters would really have been in this situation had they not have continued their petty rivalry, you know? And, uh, and then, you know, uh, there's a great, the last episode's great where they're stranded out in the, the, not the desert, but like the LA wilderness, you know, and they're, there's no one around for miles. Their cars crashed, you know, they're injured and they, you know, stranded out there for a while and they slowly begin to realize that they have more in common with each other than they think. And, and they kind of put their feud aside. Uh, but you know, they get back to the main part of LA. George, George ends up accidentally, or no, he shoots, uh, 
George, um, not George, <laughs> he shoots himself. He shoots uh, uh, Danny because he thinks that he's going after, he's attacking his wife, uh, who he, you know, filed for divorce, by the way. So it's like, oh, so, but he still cared about her enough, which was sweet, you know. He still cared about her enough to, to shoot Danny for her. But, you know, the last scene is of them in the hospital and Amy climbing up into his bed and comforting him. And then right in and the song Mayonnaise by Smashing Pumpkins playing, which is great. Which this show also, like with Yellow Jackets, has a lot of uh, 90s uh, rock songs in it as well, which I, I liked. I thought that was cool. And uh, But it ends with the song Mayonnaise by Smashing Pumpkins. Amy's lying in Danny's hospital bed, and or his, you know, gurney hospital bed, and he's in a coma, he's knocked out, he's got a ventilator on, and the last shot is of Danny gaining just enough conscience to, uh, put his arm, wrap his arm around, uh, uh, Amy, and then it just, right as soon as his arm makes its way around Amy's, you know, body, or her waist, it cuts to black, it cuts to the credits, and I was like, oh, that was a great place to end it, and I, and I liked that because it's like, okay, you guys have pretty much ruined your lives and everyone is either mad at you or have disowned you. All your friends and family have. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's sad, but like it's in a way it's like now they have each other. Now they're, they've bonded over their anger and their, you know, uh, childhoods and, and, uh, their paths in life and, and their, where they, you know, where they've, what they've been doing these past eight months, you know, and how silly and kind of dumb the rivalry was anyway, you know, and it's like, well, now they have each other, so, you know, if nothing else, they, they bonded, and I guess have kind of become friends now, uh, and, you know, all they have are, is each other, so it's like, well, you know, at least that there's kind of a silver lining to, to all this destruction and chaos that you guys have caused, uh, but I would, I mean, I hope this gets picked up for a season two, but if not, I do think that it ended in a good enough way to where it's like, I mean, it kind of ended open-ended. It, it had an open-ending, it had an open-ended kind of ending, but it ended where it's like, uh, with just enough closure to where I'm like, if this is the last we see of Danny and Amy, or, you know, of this show, I think this was great. Because, you know, it was very, it's tightly written, very tense, you know, kept escalating, uh, you know, great characters, great acting you know, great twists and turns in the plot, and I love the fact that all the episodes are, like, 30 minutes, well, the first episode's, like, 40 minutes, or 39, and then obviously counting credits, it's, like, it cuts down to, like, 37, 36 minutes, so, but each episode's, like, half an hour, slightly over half an hour, and I just think it's, like, great, uh, timing, you know, great, um, great pacing, you know, none of the episodes feel drawn out or anything, you know, and I like that, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so, and it's still in the top 10 on Netflix. It's right at number 10 and Better Call Saul is right <laughs> next to it at number nine in the top 10 TV shows today list. So I'm like, that's cool. It's like, it's a little over a month later and it's still in the top 10. That's great. So yeah. Uh, but the show is great. Uh, obviously I didn't tell you everything that happened and, you know, just watch it, uh, one for the performances, but two also just to see all the twists and turns, the that happened throughout the, the season and, and just the escalation of the, the feud again is insane. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fantastic, but yeah, so I guess that's, you know, a little shorter than my yellow jackets review, but, uh, I guess that's all I have to say about beef, uh, season one, uh, or again, 
just beef in its entirety. Again, if this is the one and if it's a one and done thing, you know, but I would like to see season two. So maybe we'll, who knows, maybe we'll see Danny and Amy and I'd love to see what they do with a season two, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess that does it for my review of beef and my review of yellow jackets. So, uh, next week, uh, probably Tuesday I'll review the office because, uh, next Tuesday is the 10 year anniversary of when the office, uh, series finale aired. So the office ended 10 years ago next Tuesday. So I'll probably review that Tuesday. And then Friday, I'll either review uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, the classic 1999 teen rom-com, which I haven't seen yet. I'm going to watch tonight. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, or I'll review, I'll do an, uh, another casual entertainment discussion where I'll talk about the writer's strike that's been going on, you know, that's, that happened or that started a couple weeks ago. And, um, so yeah, so I'll, uh, you know, have at least two episodes next week. I may review, well, maybe three, I don't know, I may just do two. But yeah, so look forward to, to those two or three episodes next week. And, uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys Tuesday and then, uh, Friday. <laughs> but, uh, uh, with that being said, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week. And until then, take care.